0: All
1: my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hi guys, welcome in again. The Hot Take You podcast on the line up in Anthem, Arizona is Taylor Downey. I asked him, I said, dude, we've gotta do this emergency podcast. Sons have fired their coach. Uh, all I required, Taylor, was that can you confirm you have pants on? You're laying in bed. Just tell me you have pants on.
0: Uh, I cannot confirm or deny that, Brendan Williams.
1: That is that is how we get the best content. You call in. Uh, I want you as comfortable as possible because I want as as honest of thoughts as I can get from you. We've we've spent nearly almost two hours talking about the Suns uh, with the uh, first two podcasts of the Hot Take You podcast, the Phoenix Sports Doctor series, where we highlighted the Phoenix Suns, all of the issues that go back years and years and years and. Maybe thought it was going to get better. The draft's looming. The lottery's coming. It's going to be great. We can just forget the season. And I'm sitting in bed. It is late. I mean, it had to be like 9 p.m. And I refresh Twitter, and there's Woj with just a ruthless Phoenix Suns have fired Igor Kokoshkov, however you say his name. And I just didn't know what to do. I just texted you immediately. Uh, how are you feeling? Are you all right? Um, uh, are you shocked?
0: i um, shocked. Look, there's there's multiple layers to this situation. First and foremost, this for me is not just a podcast. Uh, this is a therapy session. Um, got to get a lot off my chest, um, which is probably why I'm wearing a little to no clothing here. Um, not in my <laughs> right mind. But uh, listen, um, I can't remember who it was, but they, they tweeted literally 15 minutes after the news broke that he got fired. And uh, I agree completely with I can't remember who it was. It's one of the Suns analysts, but he said, "Man, it's a bummer that he just got fired because I was just learning how to pronounce his name right." And I could <laughs> not agree more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just but, uh, dude, a lot of a lot of emotions going through me right now.
1: Yeah, no, it's dude, it's tough because we've talked about the instability. Um, it's it's now to the point where it used to be kind of like a hipster thing, like you had to really. Know the organization, know what's going on, really understand just how manipulative Sarver is, or you have to have like an in there or whatever to know just how bad it is. But that's done. Like everyone knows about this. I, what's weird is, uh, I had a buddy text me, uh, Karsten, and shout out Car. He said that ESPN didn't even send him an alert that, and he has, he's signed up for every possible Phoenix Suns alert, and ESPN didn't even send it out. Like they, so they know. <laughs> They've come to the point where they now know, but they're just like, "Nah, we don't care. We're just not dealing with this uh, this ridiculous Suns organization. It's just a circus. Let them keep going, and uh, we'll circle back. Maybe when you guys want to win like forty games. So, I mean, yeah. H- how do you feel with it? Are you are you numb? Though are you are you just? Yeah. What do you...
0: So I I'm feeling a lot right now. My first, I think we talked about this a little bit last night, but my first my first inclination was just like, I don't feel anything. Like, I feel numb at this point. Kind of how I like to describe the Phoenix Suns right now as uh, the 27 dresses uh, of the NBA. Have you seen the movie 27 Dresses? I have not. Oh, man, this is a great movie. You should watch it with Lori sometime. Great chick flick. Watched it with my mom way back when. Essentially, the premise of this movie 27 Dresses is it's this girl that's been in 27 weddings. She's always a bridesmaid, never the bride. And she just gets to this point of just like hopelessness. Like, when, when's my when's my turn? You this know, is
1: deep tail. That's I like the
0: Suns right now. This, this, we are the twenty-seven dresses of the NBA. It, it seems like we are constantly getting our hopes up and then and, and just just false flat on our faces. Yeah. And uh, Robert Sarver, Sarver's not helping helping that scenario out a little bit. He, he's he's definitely uh, he's he's making the trash fire bigger. Yeah. At
1: this point, it's it's hard um, because so, I don't know about you. I care about Zion as a human. I care about him as a basketball player and what he could be. And part of me is almost like, dude, just go somewhere else, man. Like, hopefully the Suns don't get the pick. Like, you don't need to do this. Like, go somewhere <laughs> else. I want to see yeah, you for blossom. For the sake of
0: your career, for the sake of your career, just don't. You're um, good, just, dude. Just figure it out yeah I've tried to not (laughs) like you
1: uh like in the tournament or too much hype or this or that dude you're just an incredible guy Zion and I'm hoping you find another a great home even if it's with James Dolan and the Knicks that's still going to be better than having to deal with Sarver um oh man so we're going to talk about kind of some potential candidates here in a little bit but I want to talk a little bit more about Sarver and this move to me doesn't make sense for this reason um it doesn't really – I don't want to say the coach doesn't matter. The coach matters from a culture perspective and all that. Igor had a great, um, you know, past in the NBA and had a great name and is really well-beloved in NBA circles. The part, obviously, I didn't understand is not drafting Doncic, but we don't need to go down that road right now. But yeah. I just – I'm trying to figure out, like, it's like firing the coach doesn't help. Like, I do they – does he think that firing the coach is, like – a solution or an answer because that has nothing to do with the problem you could put in pretty much any coach and I just feel like that variance level isn't really there where it was worth it to fire him after one year and in fact hurts more so rotating door you talked about again the 27 dresses as we look forward to some other coaches what what's something you maybe look for in that coach yeah, everyone always says culture and blah 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 but culture's such a buzzword but what do you really look for uh, maybe in that next coach is hopefully this is like that last moment, uh, where after this, it's just great.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I would say we, we need an, an obvious coach and a stable coach. We need to bring somebody in that has had some experience as a head coach and isn't somebody that it takes us a year to pronounce his name. Um, and like all joking aside, like we need to bring in somebody that has, has a of success as a head coach. Um, and or has been under a system that has a very decorated history of winning. And, and I know that there are some guys that are potentially going to interview for that job that come from a very, a very decorated um, franchise. So I would say just a consistent, stable coach that either A, has won himself, or B, comes from an organization um, that is known for winning. Um, I – I mean, there, there. If you look at that long list of potential candidates, there's some fun names in there, but I don't, I don't want fun at this point. I want stable. I want, I want something that I know will move the needle forward for, for us as a franchise. Yeah. Um, which, which is is tough though because like you could, you could get such an incredible coach, and I know somehow the front office is gonna mess that up. Like it, it is that discouraging because you know that it. it going to literally take an anomaly of a person to figure something out with the Suns right
1: now. Yeah, the thing that, and I actually talked about this with Wes on our college pod and I think it applies to the NBA and most notably just happened with the Lakers and Magic, but uh, when you hire for a name and the glitz and glamour and like the former NBA player it it just never works. Um, It's really super rare, uh, depending on the character of the player, you know, whatever that's like, but so often when teams bring in the name, like you said, it never works. They just don't understand that. You have to put in the time. It's not as easy as, like, controlling your own destiny like a player where you can just go work out and get better and figure it out and work harder. Like, coaching's just not necessarily that, and you see so many times those names. And so that's why it's funny to me when I see, like, even – it's a joke, and I know he apparently interviewed for the Lakers job, but, like, Jason Kidd, like, we saw what he was in Milwaukee. He was a terrible coach, yep. didn't put in the time – a new coach comes in and they suddenly become, the, you know, maybe the best team in the league. Probably not because of the Warriors, but might be one of the best teams in the league. So, I, I mean, they, I agree. They can't make the mistake of hiring the fun name. Uh, you know, the people aren't going to give them attention. ESPN doesn't care. They're not going to be on national TV. Like, that's no. not going to matter at this point. They need to get in the trenches, change the culture. But does that – I mean, this leads us to the, the next question here, and then I do want to talk some names, but – does it even matter? Like at this point with Sarver, like you could bring in—is it just a death sentence? Is it just, uh, you know, a few years and then you get fired and then you're going to have your buyout for however long and it's going to be great? Oh, uh, I don't—I don't know yeah. what to expect because he—he does. He—I mean, I, I know they brought in a new VP of, I think, basketball ops that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't even know if it matters. Whoever they bring in,
0: the saving grace is that we have young pieces that attract coaches in. Um, we have Booker, we have A, and we have a few other pieces that are really exciting moving forward. But I, I would agree with that statement. I, As much as I'd like to believe that it, it would help, it, it won't change anything. And two, I just think if you're a smart coach, Starver has has a, a league-wide reputation of being terrible. This is no longer just a phoenix stigma. This is a league... Wide yeah, issue. It's, it's and people James, know that it's Starbucks James Dolan esque
1: for the Knicks. I mean,
0: yeah. Oh, free agents sure. are are
1: literally going out of their way not even take meetings now.
0: Exactly. So it it it's going to take it's going to take a lot to even convince. I feel like some of these names to come in. Um, I I hope I'm wrong with that. I hope that some of these guys top of our list um, come in because I really think it could potentially help. But. It
1: probably won't. Yeah, real quick. Uh, the only thing I'm really bummed about is that Devin Booker is going to have another excuse. Uh, well, you know, the coach has got fired, and he's got to figure out how to gel the new coach. And so, you know, if he only wins 25 games this year uh, next year, you know, it's fine. Because it's first-year coach, and, you know, they're figuring things out, and some new guys, and they had a new draft. And, and the excuses are just going to continue to go on for him. Uh, D-Book, you're a great man. Just give me 30, 30, 35 Forty percent. If you're really feeling wild this year, uh, if you want to win forty percent of your games, that'd be great. Anyways, let's talk names. Uh, we'll start with a few of the kind of long shots. Uh, there's the Celtics assistant. Um, uh, you know, yep. been again. You talk about great systems. That guy. Um, there's been even Becky Hammond tossed around, which is kind of fun. Um, out of the Spurs, that would be a huge move. Um, but I mean, again, we, when you talk about those systems, I think thing with Igor is he does he has a great past in basketball here and overseas does does it maybe take a little bit of a name to like are these young guys going to need someone that that they can kind of be put in their place by or do you think the system when you get someone from a good system that's going to be enough
0: well I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like that's another piece to this is we have a lot of a lot of good talent a lot of young talent but like we discussed uh with our last son's podcast, there's just a lot of head cases right now and a lot of issues off the, off the court. So it would help big time to have have a guy like, uh, like Jay, the assistant coach for the Boston Celtics, who's come from a system that knows discipline, that knows he's uh, been under Brad Stevens, incredible coaching staff to kind of implement those things or bring in, I know uh, Mark Jackson's on that list, um somebody that would yeah. immediately demand respect the only from his thing players from Mark and so that would help
1: I know I know he said some good things about D book and he could maybe be in the running but it just was too concerning that kind of the Jake I mean he wasn't as bad as J kid but like immediately a new coach came in and they were like a million times better yeah, that's always no, going to be concerning sure. for me but yeah maybe he comes and builds the culture for a few years kind of like he did in the Warriors and and you can't say maybe that they're where they're at without that culture being built by him. Um, so I think that's a fine point. But it sounds like the guys they're kind of in on is Monty Williams, uh, who's been—I mean, Big he's been Monty in the fam. league. Yeah, he's been in the league for forever. He obviously had the the really sad incident um, with his wife a few years yep. back. That was really, really tragic and sad. Um, very, very well respected in NBA circles. Um, and then the other guy is really the. Uh, would you maybe call the Suns 2.0 until this year, uh, the Kings, uh, Dave Yeager.:. Yep. He's had two fallouts with the organizations. It's been kind of weird, and maybe not necessarily his fault, but twice is kind of weird for me if you had to pick one of those guys, or maybe just give thoughts on both of them, where you would go, um, you know, if you, had to, if you had to pick the red, pl- red pill or the blue pill.
0: Yeah, well, I think with Dave Yeager, I'm not too versed on the first fallout. That was with the Grizzlies, correct? Correct. Yeah, um, but the second one with uh, the Kings, I mean, I don't think you can really put much on him for that. That was just, he, he fell into the path of Vlade Divac and uh, got the axe, and I don't think that's very surprising because Vlade's known for doing that. Um, Vlade but and Robert
1: Sarver I mean, have to be such good friends, I guarantee you. They <laughs> sit together in the owners' meetings. Uh, oh, or the yeah I they're, mean I guarantee you they are hanging out and they are best buds yeah, talking about all their they're, great they're,
0: transactions. Yeah, their kids are on the same AAU team yeah. like they they have uh, family barbecues like yeah. it's just the worst Yeah, God, grief. Sorry, uh, keep going. Yeah. No, dude. Uh I think Monty Williams is the obvious answer. Um there's a reason why they immediately went after him. Um I I mean if I'm Monty I hope that I get the Lakers job and don't have to settle for the Suns. Um, and I know that is probably counter to what a lot of people say because the Lakers isn't a very doesn't seem like a very favorable situation yeah. right now with LeBron there. Uh, but I, I would say Monty is my front runner, but Dave Yeager is, I think, a pretty darn good coach. He proved himself. They didn't end the season very well. Um, I think they would they would, would, I'm trying to think because they were in the hunt for. They lost their last 11 games. Um, Lost a lot. What is it? 11 of 17? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I would say Monty first, Dave Yeager second. Um, I don't know too much about them, too. Um, I think I like about Yeager, Yeager.
1: and I want to talk about the Kings for a little bit. They tailed off at the end. um, But they had something to them this year. They had kind of a greediness. They were fun. They were running up and down. And I think the biggest thing to me that matters is looking at a guy like Marvin Bagley, who I loved and was kind of a mess for maybe like a month or two when he got into the NBA. Um, Didn't really look like he knew what he was doing or really that he even played basketball. And by the end of that season, he looked great and he was on a great trajectory. And I don't know, I guess... If if you were to see that out of the Suns players, this would be a different franchise. If they I know it's just one year for Bagley, but um like if you could see that trajectory with some of those young guys, uh this year would be I mean, you could immediately see some change. But um I don't know yeah, if that's well, a Jaeger it, thing it, it or be, what.
0: Go I, for it. You know what? And it's it's crazy because I feel like a dynamic of the Kings being one of the youngest NBA teams. Uh, right now is obviously very similar to what the Phoenix Suns have. Incredibly young team, So Jaeger knows what it takes to work with a young team and move forward, move the needle forward. So I would I would get excited about that because like you said, they had Bagley, they had Fox, they had healed. They had a lot of young yeah, fun Buddy
1: healed and he he averaged like twenty one this year and was one of the, yeah, I mean, one of like the best he came shooting out guards. Of
0: nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think I just convinced myself and talked myself into going Jaeger. Yep, that's what I just did. I'm going okay. Jaeger. I, yeah. I, <laughs> like, I want to be, again, I want to be, be bad about Monty, but Jaeger, I really think, understands the dynamic of building a young team. Um, and that's what we need. We need somebody that has had experience with that as well. So, again, Jaeger, he's not a flashy name. I think he's pretty steady, um, and he knows. I mean, you look—you look before the Kings. He was with the Grizzlies, and he had three consecutive playoff appearances between 2013 and 2016. So, I—I—I'd be okay with Jaeger. Are—are they interviewing him? Do they have anything? I—I I haven't you know, heard anything.
1: I—I I mean, I hope they maybe like take some time and get some clarity, and maybe go to the drawing board for a little bit. Maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't that just have been funny if like 24 hours after they like stumbled into hiring someone, like guys, let's, you know, do it. <laughs> Do what any organization does when they are hiring for a spot. Maybe take a little bit of time yeah. here and get some clarity. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean we'll see. I I think Jaeger probably is the move, but Monty Williams would be a fun one. Um might might end the podcast on this, Tay. This is hot take you, so we're gonna come into the hot take. Is Buddy Heel better than Devin Booker?
0: No. Oh absolutely uh-uh. not.
1: Don't tell no. Griff Don't tell like, Griff about that. Don't tell Griff about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a deep dive on that. There's gonna be a follow up to this. Um, hey Tay, Look, any? I would
0: love I would love a three way podcast with me, you, and Griff, and just have a just have a duke out debate about who's better. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. Uh. Let's. Hey. Real quick. Let's end with this. Um. And then we'll we'll get out of here because we're coming up on 20 minutes here. Um. The idea of jo ja, that came out. I don't even know who even leaks this stuff, but John ja Morant was rumored to be you know, a better fit along, you know, the squad and, you know, maybe they get the number one pick trading down. Um, Would you, uh, obviously it's hard not knowing what that, that value is if if you want to just call it like X, the variable of, if you got the one pick and you move down to two, would you get, let's say a really good rotation guy and like another pick for next year? Would you be open to trading that one pick and then just getting out of there with Jaw and a ro- another really good rotation guy from a team and then like a first round pick next year? Or do you just even you uh, don't even want to have the conversation?
0: Look, I I said this I said this the moment the season ended. The Suns getting the number two pick in the lottery will be the best thing to ever happen to their organization currently right now because we don't have the pressure of having to deal with the number one pick. And I think I love that, like you said. John Morant is going to be the best piece for the Suns. Zion will be the flashy piece for the Suns for any franchise that shoots him yeah. up, but getting the number two pick will be the best thing to happen to the Suns right now. Cause then we don't have the pressure of having to deal with that number one pick. It that would is, be great. And that's great. I, I, I mean, I think, uh, I think having, having number one pick and having that flexibility to like trade, like you said, would be awesome. Uh, but that would potentially add to the trash fire and we would be mocked as an organization if we pass on Zion. So I'm, I'm framed as the basketball guys. We get the number two pick. That's my hot take.
1: Yeah, that would, I, I like that. I think that keeps you out of the, uh, I don't know, like you don't want the media attention. You don't, you don't need that. You just need like everyone to kind of put their hard hats on and work hard, play yep. well and, really just grow as a team I think is going to be the most important thing so
0: yeah we'll see how you need a point guard
1: yeah and you need a point guard yeah I my last thing really here real quick here is the there's this take you know well young team and like these players got to figure it out and they're gonna fail and that's good that's what you want and it's like guys I get that but I really don't want to watch Kobo play 30 minutes a night and fail and like try to get better (laughs) like that just can't happen anymore I get it. Like, I'm fine with young guys learning, all that. It's great. But Kobo taking long twos, um, it's just got to stop. Something's got to, like, I don't want to see young guys figure it out anymore. They've been doing this for years. I don't want Bender playing. I don't even want him playing. Like, so I'm excited to see how this goes. I know you'll be locked (laughs) in. And, The the other concerning thing we have is this is just – Anything's in play here. Uh, we might load this podcast up, and something dumb might happen, uh, like 20 minutes after. So we might have another call. So uh, we'll be we'll be in contact. Uh, we might have a few more emergency pods, like I said here. Um, we're going to definitely be bringing you on Tay as we get closer to the draft. Um, really, Perfect. really break down maybe when that lottery happens, and uh, we'll we'll bring Griffin. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt so he can stand up for. For oh, the man. loser that is yeah. Devin Booker and um <laughs> Yikes. Um hey, but Tate, hey, thank you so much, my man. Hope the day is great. Really great appreciate willing. you taking thank some you so time much. this morning. Dude, you're a rock star. You Hang bet. in there, man. Later.